Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Iowa-based modern jazz group Wave Cage. We caught up with all of the bandmates about their debut and new 2023 CD, Even You Can See in the Dark, out on Shifting Paradigm Records. The band brings its blend of electrified, synth-driven jazz to the national scene. The bandmates are Ryan Garmore on trumpet and flugelhorn, Nolan Schroeder on tenor sax, Jarrett Purdy on Fender Road synths and synth bass, and Christopher Jensen on the drum kit. They are all close friends who open up about this album, the future, their history, and so much more. Enjoy. It's great to meet you. I think this might be the first time that I've ever interviewed a collective in Iowa. So it's great to uh, have a little Midwest flavor here. Before we get into the latest album and how you guys got together, just kind of the etymology and timeline of you all as a band, I want to know, how did you survive COVID? How did you get through that three and a half years? How's everything going? How does it feel to have a new album out? Um, Who wants to take that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for COVID, I mean, we kind of started out with this band like at the very end of 2019. So we had played, we had played like, I don't know, two or three gigs beforehand and then COVID hit. And so what we decided to kind of just do is we were, well, we recorded a bunch of music during COVID. So there's that sort of let us have some creative space to do that, which was nice. Um, we also just like rehearsed a bunch and tried out some new stuff. Um, we recorded a bunch of stuff for social media. So we were still able to connect with folks, even though they couldn't come and see us at shows. Um, and then that meant after COVID was over, we were kind of ready to hit the ground running and it kind of worked out that way. Yeah. So the latest album, even you can see in the dark is, you know, it's, it's a big shout out for your, for, for your, for your voice in the music world. How does it feel on a visceral level to see this out, to see things moving forward, the potential for live music? What does it mean? It means a lot. I mean, yeah, we're, we're really proud of our community and where we come from and the musicians that we like grew up and still work with. And so it's on that level, it feels great. Um, and we're really excited to share it with everybody. I mean, we, this is a project we've been working on for, oh my gosh, what, two years now? Yeah. Almost two years. So yeah, from that, from that standpoint, it's really cathartic and we're really excited to just share. Um, so if we've been working on and introduce some people to the, the people that we really enjoy collaborating with. The one thing I've noticed that's kind of become somewhat of a trend in jazz, and I know Miles did this years ago with kind of introducing electronic elements into the into the idiom, but it seems like it's becoming more and more something that's getting infused into the jazz world. You know, this blend of electronic, synth, jazz, all of these components coming together. Was that kind of your aim going in, or is this something that's a part of the, your history of being a musician? How did this sound begin with all of you? How did this happen? Uh, it's um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you go. Okay, well, um, this band was kind of based on uh, like other small groups that incorporated that kind of like like more produced sound. Like jazz usually comes from a like acoustic sound you know like piano based drums horns it's just like you know unaffected but like kind of matching the music of our times where you're adding more like synth textures and like backbeats and 
and like horns with we play through guitar effects pedals and stuff just to kind of like contribute to the like the the vibe of the tunes we're writing and i think specifically there's a a band called real feels that we were really inspired by and like bands like Kneebody and Tim yeah. Paula just kind of like like stretching into that that like extra harmonic sphere while also doing like the the synth kind of electronic sound so how did you all get together how did this whole union happen and start and become what it is today um, I think Ryan put this band together initially I think Ryan reached out to me about doing some baseless jazz trio gigs um so it's gonna be me ryan and then our drummer chris and we, we picked up a couple of those and then i think what happened was nolan subbed in for ryan once when ryan couldn't make a gig and then <laughs> he, he did a great job because he's amazing and so we just asked him to join us for future shows and then after that we started to really explore like what can we do with like without having a bass player, how can we incorporate synth bass into things? And then it's like, okay, now that we have synth bass, how can we add some more different other cool electronic ideas? So it's like, you hear a lot of synths on the album that isn't synth bass, obviously. And then how- Just just so you know, I mean, Nolan and I- You have I, something there, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Nolan and I started playing together in, at the University of Northern Iowa back in 2014, I think. Uh, yeah. We linked up with Jarrett with some- with another group we were in and probably around 2016 or 2017. So we've been playing together going on almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've, I mean, we've known each other a long time. We've been playing together a long time, played a lot of gigs together. So uh, yeah, we go. Yeah. And me and the drummer three years before that. So we're, we all kind of known each other for a long time and played a lot, like Ryan said, and, and just, this is the band that we're all, in together for sure (laughs) (laughs) so the one thing is is that you have this is your initial shout into the music world the debut is a big deal what are you ultimately hoping the listener gets from this album um i well i think hopefully they get like a like a, a view into like the hopefully the forefront of like our corner of the iowa music scene and also like a sense of continuity. We try to kind of like tell a little bit of a story with the album and especially with like laying out some of the spoken word tracks that we did with Caleb Brainy. And um, yeah, just like kind of playing in that gray area <laughs> between jazz and like indie and rock and that kind of stuff. Just like kind of pushing that, that genre forward. Actually, I mean, like a lot of our tracks kind of like go all over the place. It's not like, like one specific subgenre that we're playing. We're trying to like, like stretch out a bit and try and hit a bunch of different stuff. You have anything to add, Jared or Ryan? Yeah. I think uh, another big takeaway is like, just kind of just celebrating community and collaboration with people. I mean, it's just, I think music that you can make with your friends in in ways that you might not necessarily envision in jazz, but you can expand into a whole bunch of different areas. I think that's really powerful. And I think that that'll really resonate with people too. Um, part of it is just taking a creative artistic step to just try something different and see what happens. And then um, taking what works and putting it on the album and telling a story with it. So, yeah. Only thing I would add to that is that hopefully listeners can kind of hear the sense of continuity that we were trying to infuse into it even though we touch on a bunch of different genre styles i mean we got 
spoken word and then we have like shred metal and then we have like through composed 10 minute jazz piece you know but hopefully there's like this people can hear the common theme of like what we're trying to do and uh how we're trying to like draw all these these influences into like a hopefully cohesive product we think it's cohesive <laughs> yeah, this, this seems like something that miles davis would be pretty happy about um so you know when i think of wave cage i imagine this cage in the ocean that is protecting a human from a shark <laughs> so th th that's the beauty of art right so we all have our perception here so you tell me what's wrong with what i just said or what's right with the exact way that your band name comes out i think we love the name wave cage um because it can be kind of interpreted in different ways too like we played a gig once um and it was someone like on the poster board outside that people would see like walking in they drew a big chalk figure of a cage with a wave in it so maybe the wave is in the cage oh, yeah. i don't know but there's also like i like to think that waves can also be like sound waves or like electromagnetic waves it doesn't have to be like ocean waves and so there's sort of like capturing the waves that we hear and that we experience around us as part of our experience too so it's like it also wave cage the uh, alliteration sounds good too so yeah <laughs> yeah so you know the one thing about iowa or the midwest is that people on the coast just aren't quite sure what's going on so what is happening in iowa what is the scene like how has it fostered your development as a musician and your evolution as a band? Yeah, I think, I mean, um, we grew up with it. Yeah. I think that there are Iowa, I mean, geographically, you do have to drive, you know, half an hour, an hour, two hours to different venues around. But there's a amazing around a lot of all the time. I mean, as listening in, there's a great jazz festival in Iowa City that always gets, you know, um, yeah recognition and so i think that there's just a lot of very local community support and then there's also just the room to go out to chicago and see some of the best you know national international touring acts in the world same with minneapolis and kansas city and stuff so um we have our own little niche kind of in the middle of nowhere but connected to a lot of things with a lot of great local resources and help so um i know for me it's been you know an awesome experience and i'm sure for the other guys too you know I just hid an epiphany here. My, one of my favorite movies of all time was Field of Dreams. And when I was younger, I went up to Dyersville about two or three times. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that soundtrack was jazz. How cool would that be to actually have a jazz yeah. festival? The the Field of Jazz Dreams or something like that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That would be. Because yeah. right. that thing's blown up up there. I mean, when I went up there, I went the first time I think I went up there was in the early nineties and the dust was still settling, you know, like everybody was like, what's going on here. People are coming up to see this and you could get a vial of dirt. And it was just kind of this rustic thing. And now it's this big monolithic kind of <coughs> Times square thing, you know? So it's, uh, it's wild. Um, um, I got something else about, uh, uh about Iowa is that. Yeah. I really like to shout out the public teachers and a lot of the education that happens in Iowa. I think it's, mm -hmm um it's at a really high level uh i think the average the, the quality of the average band choir orchestra student in iowa is really high um and we have uh great there's a great jazz history in iowa surprisingly um mm -hmm. but then also our, our state universities are 
I think really, really great. And uh, I think you can get a, you can get a great music education uh, and learn a lot about music and play a lot of great music in the state of Iowa. So are mm -hmm. you from Iowa or are you just up in Minnesota because of the series or what's going on? Uh, so I'm from Des Moines originally. Okay. And then Nolan and I met at the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls. And then I moved to Minnesota um, at the beginning of the pandemic. I was doing my master's up here. And so I, I just finished. And so I'll probably stick around for a couple more years. But I'm I, I'm back all the time, uh, play with people in Iowa all the time. So I'm at heart, I'm an Iowan. <laughs> So look, real quick, I got to tell you, I have this way with cats. Your cat's probably listening to my voice, and I noticed that. So it's fine. I yeah. you, you let the cat roam. We can we can get to know each other too. Yeah. You know, jazz yeah. is full of cool cats. So let, let me ask you this: If you were to come to Kansas City to put on a show, mm -hmm. and you had to explain the show, and you had to sell it, okay, in the length of a tweet or two. So how would you do that? How would you, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so how would you explain and sell somebody in Kansas city to come see you live at one of our venues? Um, I think that we would probably, what we're trying, what we're shooting to do is um, tour with the poet, the spoken word poet who's there, who's on the album, Caleb Rainey. So I think we would probably for an upcoming show, we would probably pitch it as like a jazz and spoken word collaboration that, um, reaches you know in jazz fusion and beyond that's pretty succinct i would say <laughs> are, do you have any plans on coming here um well we actually we played one show in kansas city before the pandemic i think it was, was um yeah yeah Westport Westport Coffee House. House. oh yeah that's a cool venue yeah mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun and so i'm sure we'll be back at some point soon um your boulevardia festival is super cool so maybe yeah. we can get that in some way um yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> you know, the one thing you might want to think about, too, I on the side, I, I've done some poetry readings myself, and there's a place called Blip Roasters. It's a huge, like, coffee. They have alcohol. It's a really, it's like a converted warehouse in the bottoms, and it's very swanky and cool. And mm. they have an open poetry night every week. And um, that might be a, a, a level of exploratory to, to come in. It would, there would, it would, definitely seat a lot of people and it's a great place so something to kind of put on the radar yeah oh yeah yeah so bring that down right now so you had mentioned kneebody and some other bands that were seminal in your in your existence but are there any other influences any other early shows the first jazz oriented show that each of you saw that blew you away what were some seminal things that have made you who you are as a musician oh man <laughs> well uh like for me myself i play a ton of different i try to play as many different genres as i can like because we're all like working musicians too so we're playing with other groups and you know doing pit gigs and uh, off-broadway stuff and like blues and rock shows and like the jazz thing is who we are at heart but we like so the first <laughs> first jazz oh man that was a lot of explanation. I don't have an answer. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> um, I don't know. I, I remember uh, studying like, cause like a lot of the jazz greats like aren't with us anymore. I, I remember certainly studying the greats like with my, with my teacher all the way back in middle school, he had me transcribing like 
Cannonball Adderley, you know, kind of blue era, like the the late 50s, early 60s, the Cannonball Coltrane Miles trio, just like any of their music. That was that was pretty seminal for me, like getting into that stuff. And then, shoot. Um, I mean, as far as live show, the first one I remember is like Lincoln Center Orchestra coming through, playing in oh, Iowa yeah. City. Mm-hmm. That was, I wish I had like, I <laughs> I wish I had known more of what was going on, but I mean, I was just like, wow, this band is really good. That's what jazz band could sound like. Cause yeah, we're from Iowa. <laughs> we don't get right. to see that stuff very often, or yeah. at least back then we didn't. So like seeing a group like that, just like super high level musicians playing like in an ensemble and like playing this old stuff, playing this newer stuff, you know, that, that, that for me was probably the first seminal experience. I have to consistently, I, I go to a lot of shows here in town. So mm-hmm. um, I've had to really school my wife on it. And sometimes when we're like watching a show, I'm like, this is major league. And I remember the last time I got totally blown away, Miguel Zanon came down to the Folly mm-hmm. and that band he had, man, I mean, they were, it was a level and you can't get that on a recording. You, you have to see yeah. that happen. Like the way he was hitting that horn, the drummer and 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 I believe it was the pianist, but they had been together for like twenty years. Like this is mm. like a, a group of cats that knew each other. Like you guys, you know, you have this long relationship, and you may swing out of orbit and do other things, but you come back, and there's this nucleus and there's this history. And man, they tore that place up. And anyway, yeah. I, not to divert, it's like, but in, same thing in Kansas City. Even though Kansas City's a cradle you still it's it's kind of few and far in between where you get real major league things that are going on and the people come in yeah. and and it's really there's, cool to see there's so many like incredible caliber musicians in kansas city though and yeah. it has such a deep history in jazz and like blues and stuff it's i th- i think well live is where it's at for me just like seeing a band live is just a whole experience that you even if you hear a great live performance on tape it's like being there is incredible and being in a city with that history and seeing that that's like an even higher experience and And god bless yeah god bless bobby watson because he really did bring a whole lot and i saw him about a month ago i went down to see dan thomas who is the co-chair of the jazz studies at umkc and bobby Mm. just happened to be there and i was like wow so when you can kind of see that happen and bobby will always get up there and he instantly is like show guy like he's one of you know you always hear that about the legends they just get into show mode and no matter where they're at they tear it up so um but uh yeah how about you guys what what were some what was an early first show for you that really was magnanimous yeah i mean i have a good one um my biggest influences are probably herbie hancock and chick korea and i got to see them perform as a duo so two pianos on stage at the montreux jazz festival in switzerland um this is a really like unique lucky experience that i got to have because um one of my friend's family is like most of her mom's side is french and so she took me and a couple of our other friends to france for like a three-week trip to just kind of like chill with them and live with their family and as part of that trip we went over to switzerland for the festival and yeah it blew my mind those guys are as amazing as you can you know hear on any recording but just seeing them in person and seeing the interaction that they had with each other was incredible um some of the set was just totally improvised whereas some of the set was like 
you know, they played some of their classics too. But I mean, I remember that fest, that festival, that show just like extremely vividly. And I come back to it all the time. Um, Herbie's on tour right now. I, I got to see him in Iowa city, mm. you know, a couple of weeks ago and he also passed through Des Moines. Um, and yeah, I mean, you don't need me to tell you how amazing he is preaching to the choir here, but it's, it's these shows that you get to see, you know, a couple of times in your lifetime and it just like blows your mind. It's revolutionary. It's the stuff that you remember forever. Absolutely. I kind of, yeah. I started off, um, kind of, I came to jazz in like a kind of later, I feel like probably like, and towards the end of high school, beginning of college is when I really got into it. But I started off really liking indie bands um growing up and like i think my first big show like concert festival type thing i went to was modest mouse and i remember it was like so i mean i just it was just like the most fun i'd ever had and i think that's when i really got hooked on like live music and oh it's chris hey chris uh Uh, he's he's coming yeah that's when i got hooked on live music and then i think that's from there it's that's really what just feel this like baseline love of music and performing and being around just the art form in general. Yeah. Um, and once I got to school is when the, I really got into the, got the jazz bug um, for lack of a better term, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so live shows, anything um, best place to pick up the album. Where do we go? How do we do that? Yeah. Uh, best place is Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp.com shifting paradigm records um that'd be the best place to order it online i think you'd get a copy delivered to your house uh and then i mean if you want to keep keep up with us instagram facebook spotify all that good stuff did i miss anything guys (laughs) hi chris that's good um upcoming shows we're playing a show xpk in des moines on november 18th i believe so that'll be a fun one and then we're also booking some more shows for for January, hopefully we'll get some Minneapolis in there. We'll get Iowa City. We'll get some more other local shows too. Cool, Chris. Yeah. I, you you hopped in here late in the game. It's all good. Uh, we're we're wrapping up, but I definitely want to get your voice in here. So I'm going to ask you this, since we're at the end technically, and I want to know if you could go back in a time machine and see any jazz act ever. Where are you going? Um, I would probably go back to the Village Vanguard and see Thad Jones and Mel Lewis big band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So mostly I was just listening to it. Right on. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> I might join you on that voyage. So, you know, I was kind of asking these guys, and I make I want to make sure to get your voice in here too, how good it feels to have this album out. You know, you kind of, all of this started in 19. It's steamrolled in this post-pandemic era. How does it feel? It feels great. I'm really excited for everyone else to hear it. I feel like we've been sitting on this um, music for so long. And I think, like, it like, definitely at the beginning, we were all really excited to just have the music and hear it because it was all, you know, new to us at the session. So, over the course of producing it we kind of started to fall in love with it and i sort of spent so much time with it that um 
I got a little bit lost in the weeds, but now that it's out, I'm like starting to rediscover all the things that I liked about it at the beginning. And yeah, I'm just really excited for everyone else to hear it now. So let me ask you guys a question. Historically, when you think about bands and you getting ready to play live, who's the last one to show up? (laughs) Um, Well, it's guys with the least amount of gear. Um, (laughs) So it's either me or Ryan. (laughs) Okay. I'm just curious. I just want to take a poll, you know, because that's the thing. It's, yeah. There's always these um, preconceived notions. Uh, it's probably me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And you know what's the irony? You were the first one on here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I, I'm hit or miss. <laughs> I think probably one of the last ones on here was the cat, though. So we, we yeah. can we'll lay yeah. it all on the cat. <laughs> My cats have been in the corner of the room, kind of in and out. But uh, oh, can I also make a note that? Um, not only is Chris our drummer, he's responsible for a lot of our, well, all of our mixing and mastering and basically producing. He's kind of been responsible for getting us recorded. Like both, we had a little EP before this album and then this album. Like, so we've all been working in house to produce and mix all of this. Right on. Well, mm-hmm. gentlemen, thank you so much for opening up about this project and best of luck with everything. And hopefully I catch you guys in Kansas City. I'd love to see you live. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Joe. yeah thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening and tuning into another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Iowa, Minnesota, Kansas City and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to all the members of Wave Cage for their time, cool and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.